Hi, Ghosty fam. Welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. I'm Amy and my co-hosts, Megan and Amy, AP, and I are soul sisters who usually recap episodes of the TV show, The Dead Files. But since they're on break, we are sharing some new and fun things with you. Some weeks it's listener stories and some weeks we interview interesting people. This is one of those weeks. Megan, would you like to introduce our guest today? I sure would, Amy. <laughs> Today we are talking to Leisha, who's also known as the Scarlet and Grey Witch. She is one of our earliest and most super active patrons, and she's agreed graciously to speak with us today. We are so excited to speak with her. She has been a practicing pagan and green witch for over 40 years. She has experience with everything from mirror scrying and divination to crystals and herbalism. She's also been reading tarot cards since she was a teenager, but primarily uses the cards for creative writing and artistic garden guidance. Her formal education ranges from degrees in psychology and zoology to English literature and creative writing. She is an alumni of the Ohio State University, Northern Arizona University, and Yavapai College. And I hope I'm saying that right. I googled it. It's Yavapai. Yavapai. Oh, good. Uh, she's also had paranormal experiences throughout her life, many during the almost 20 years she lived in Flagstaff, which, if you remember, was the season 14 season finale show where they did Flagstaff. Lots of stuff going on there. And three near-death experiences following a fatal car accident. So we have a lot to talk about with Leisha. So I'm turning it over to AP for some content warnings. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. While we don't know what's fully going to be discussed, we will be discussing some Wicca, paganism, tarot. So if you're Amy's mom, stop now. And I'm guessing Amy L's mom, because mine will just, yeah. she's a nurse, so she's heard it all. She don't care. My mm -hmm. mom just thinks everything is evil. She thinks everything is the devil. So um, yeah, she, would. she wouldn't be listening anyway. She doesn't listen to our show anyway, which is good. So I can swear. My mom is, um, I told her I was, I'm kind of exploring Wicca. And so I've actually been talking to Alicia, and she's been just a wealth of knowledge. And she's so oh, awesome. good. I good, love good. it because she tells me information, but mm -hmm. she doesn't sway me one way or another. Mm -hmm. She's mm -hmm. like, this is where I started with. These are some authors. You can do whatever feels comfortable for you, but just give me the background. And I told my mom that, and I told a friend, and they're, they're scared for my soul. Yeah. And I'm no. like... And I've told them, like, I still believe, like, mm -hmm. I still have faith. I'm just looking if, if religion and, and church is the best way to explore that. So, like, that's not in question. Right. And they're like, I'm just scared for your soul. Yeah. And yeah. That's how my, my friends is like, too. is this the devil tempting you? And I'm like, yeah. okay. But like, yeah. still believing. What are you not getting? Because that's what Christians mm -hmm. are taught to believe. That's I what know. my mom and that side of the family does too. That's why I just don't even talk about it with them. They don't need to know. It's personal. I mean, Megan, honestly, if you enjoy reading, I would highly, highly, highly recommend uh, Bernard Cornwell's The Last Kingdom series. Mm -hmm. okay. um, that was the the Netflix show is based off of it. The books are so much better. Uh, they there's always 13 are. <laughs> books. <laughs> but um, content warning, there are at least I mean, there's lots of battles and everything, but there's two explicit kind of talked about animal mm -hmm. sacrifices because that's what you did. Even mm -hmm. Christians did yep. um, back in the day. But it's 
it was really interesting to me to read through that and see a lot of Viking was a, was a job. So Viking wasn't a people. It was more of the job. But the Norse and, you know, the Northmen and all that sort of stuff and the Danes as they came through and their belief system with the old gods, which most of our days of the mm-hmm. week are based off of those gods. Mm-hmm. Odin's day, Wednesday, Thor's yep. day, Freya's day. It's just really interesting to see from that historical perspective. So it's historical fiction. But it does tie in the main character has mirrors the external battle of Christianity and paganism with the internal battle because he's born Christian, raised that way to about the age of 10, but was also brought up knowing the old gods Mm -hmm. and then is himself sees himself as, you know, worshiping Thor and Odin, but fights for the Christians. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That's so it's it to me. It was really eye opening through a lot of. Really stuff. What's his name again, yeah. Amy? The author Bernard Cornwell. The yep, and the series is The Last Kingdom. So the okay. first book is The Last Kingdom. I feel like I read that a long time hmm. ago, probably when I should not have been reading it because I didn't understand. <laughs> it. Maybe a little bit of it stuck with you, and that's why you're interested. The main now. character is Uhtred. So, and that was a time when, like, if your first son died, you gave if it was a. Family name, you gave your second son that name. Yeah. And oh, yeah. yep. So it's yeah, set during the 800s, 900s, somewhere in, the, in that time frame. Yeah, that's all. But I'm like, one thing that really resonated with Leisha, and we can talk about this again, but you know, she said it's all about balance, mm-hmm. like, which is so interesting to me because if you think about it, like, everything has balance, you know, the sun and the moon mm-hmm. and um, feminine, masculine. And so I just thought that was really really interesting and you know if i'm getting theological about it if christian god encompasses everything then wouldn't the christian god also encompass a a feminine and masculine a god and a goddess and if you do worship the god and the goddess with the belief of an overhead i mean you know what i'm saying like it's just so Mm -hmm. really you know and i don't in my opinion religion shouldn't be or faith shouldn't be like a linear journey. Like you shouldn't just accept things as they are because that's what leads to burning all the witches. And, yeah. you know, so I don't know. It's just been a really interesting week and I've mm-hmm. had to deal with that. And, but Leisha has been, I mean, she's so great and she answers questions, but she doesn't answer my questions in a, in a leading way. Mm-hmm. It's just very much, this is what I know. Yeah. This is what my experience is. But, you know, she even said, like, if you want to look up, you know, more like Scottish Wicca, then that's what you can do. And it's just, you know, if you want to look into covens, you can do that. And Mm -hmm. so I like the feminist energy behind it because, you know, God is a theoretic, you know, historically a man. And Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like God shouldn't be anything. Right. God just is. Right. Mm -hmm. Masculine, feminine, nothing. But patriarchy and all that sorry right. i didn't mean no to no no that's this. fine nope you're good i'm just full i'm just a deep swimming pool today aren't i normally i'm the shallow kitty pool but <laughs> i'm a puddle hello hey hello hello glad you're here <laughs> yes welcome so nice to finally meet you it's nice to finally meet you guys too i love your backdrop by the way yeah, that's it's giving me like fey vibes. It's really pretty. I love it. 
So we read a part of your bio that you created for us today mm-hmm. with uh, info about your background and everything. So sounds like we have a lot of fun things to talk to you about. <laughs> We, can, we did yeah. talk a little about how um, Megan is get, is interested in Wicca yes. and that you've been kind of helping her with some ideas and things to think about and look at and stuff like that. So she's yeah, said you've been very you. helpful. Yes. And I love it because you will like answer the questions that I have and provide the knowledge, but you're not like pushing me in, you know, one way or the other. It's just, this is my experience. This is what's helped me, but, you know, feel free to explore you know, how you want. So I really appreciate that. I think something that's really important for anyone to remember is that curiosity doesn't mean you want to convert, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So unlike, you know, if you tell a Mormon, oh, I'm curious about your church, and then they show up at your house 90 times. Yes. (laughs) Like, you know, when you're talking about like an alternative religion, like Wicca or paganism, you can just do a lot of research and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that that's what you're going to believe. It just means that you're gaining knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I tell people. Cause my, a couple of friends are like worried for my soul, quote unquote. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but you know, even if I decide to not go with Wicca, like I'm still learning. Exactly. Like, how is that not, how is that not good to learn about, you know, new religions and new beliefs? And even if you don't go with them, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I lived in the Middle East and I talked to all my friends there about Islam and what their beliefs were. And, you know, I questioned it and I didn't convert, but it's a good knowledge to have. Like, I don't understand why they're so, well, I do understand why people are afraid of that. Because that's how they're taught. Yeah. My, my family it doesn't believe that, well, they believe that I'm a heathen because I went to college and that's what mm-hmm. ruined my brain. Sure. Because <laughs> I went to college and I learned too much. And my one cousin actually said, well, I heard that college teaches you to uh, shun God and Jesus and all that. And I'm like, okay, I didn't learn any of that in college. I guess she's never heard of Liberty University. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Leisha, I appreciate how Megan said that you just are able to answer some of the questions without uh, without judgment and without that kind of thing. I think when it's so many aspects of our lives with so many things, people tell us that we should do this and we should do that and you mm-hmm. should cut this out and you should do this. And people judge you for so many things like I <laughs> trying to keep I have I have a deer head on the wall over here. And I was like, ooh, I should probably try to. Make sure that people don't see that because I I grew up hunting, you know, mm-hmm. and we you eat live the meat. in Minnesota, so right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, where are you at, Leisha? Are you Arizona? I'm in Arizona now, yeah. Arizona, okay, yeah. So, and one thing I liked that you know you had said is that it's all about balance, which I think is so interesting and you know christianity in in so far as i know it's you know more about like god tells you what to do and you do it and you support him and you believe in him and you trust him also why is it a him <laughs> just throwing that out there yeah but you know you had mentioned that so it was Wicca, made up and by I man I'm, i know and i'm, I'm ho- am i saying it right the actual religion is wicca is wicca okay and so Wicca was all about balance. And I just love that, you know, and, and like you had said, you know, everything has balance and, 
And that's just resonated with me so much. So again, I really appreciate you taking the time to oh. explain it to me. As a room full of Libras, well, I think we it's like, really like balance. It's kind yeah. of like the thumb and the finger thing too, because not every Wiccan is a witch, but pretty much every witch is some type of Wiccan. And mm-hmm. just because you're Wiccan doesn't mean that you do magic which is essentially why it's called witchcraft because there's a craft to it so mm-hmm. wiccan in its own it's just a religion that involves a goddess or some people a little bit too much but it should be pretty even <laughs> but you know yeah. you'll meet a lot of wiccans that are just kind of having this knee-jerk reaction to growing up catholic and or having like a patriarch mm-hmm. having the patriarchal attitudes mm-hmm. forced upon them, mm-hmm. so they do this really hardcore one eighty, like a shift. Yeah, and yeah. Seem to completely forget that a female can't really give birth to anything without a guy either. Mm-hmm. Not just right. the other way around. Right. So, right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I think just like anything, you know, there's. There's just the way there's different sects of Christianity. There's different attitudes in Islam, in mm-hmm. Judaism, and in any religion, there's just mm-hmm. different people. And it's always going to be important mm-hmm. to kind of gauge the people you're dealing with and what they have to tell you, or what they have to teach you is really important, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. I love it. If, if you just kind of blindly go you know start hanging out with a bunch of women in a coven that we're wicca (laughs) but you know we don't care about the gods we just care about the goddess and you're still not really learning everything you're supposed to and wicca is tricky because people try to say oh it's based on like this ancient you know it's this connection with our ancestors and so on when in reality you know they're really wasn't wicca before gerald gardner so Hmm. you know yeah that's what you had mentioned yeah yeah and and that wasn't that long ago was it no it was the 1930s 40s it wasn't legal in england or it wasn't this is interesting like it was still illegal in england to be a witch or so on up until uh, I want to say 1952, but that might not be right. But wow. one of the people that championed reversing that law of all people was Winston Churchill. <laughs> no, oh. I just found that Get so out. odd. You know, because yeah. like you picture him as this kind of warmongering, <laughs> big, yes. blustery guy. And, Man's uh, man. But they actually, oh there was a God. medium in England who... Uh, during the Second World War, and she got a little too much information correct about a ship that had sunk, but they hadn't alerted, like, the families or anything to the fact that it happened. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the government's thought is, like, you know, either way, she's giving away too much knowledge. So Mm -hmm. she's either a spy or, you know, she's doing something illegal or she's passing on information that's classified to every Tom, Dick, and Harry that will pay to see her perform. And they actually arrested her, but the only thing they could really try her under was the Witchcraft Act. So mm-hmm. I think if I remember correctly, she was the last person in England to be tried as a witch and found guilty. I think she spent like nine or ten months at least in jail for that. Wow. 
but wow, you know, she wasn't practicing witchcraft. She wasn't even like a pagan, you know, she was just Mm -hmm. a medium, you know, whether. Did you say her name or what was. I forget. Do we know her name? Off the top of my head. I cannot remember it. Oh, okay. No problem. Sorry. (laughs) I want to say Mary. Yep. Amy will look it up. Yeah. I want to say Mary (laughs) something, but I don't. Yeah. She's pretty Hmm. famous. So it's probably pretty easy to find out. But yeah, I mean, it, she wasn't, it just kind of shows, I think it just shows like the broad scope that they've always been willing to persecute essentially women for the most part under when it comes what to a having shock. the witchcraft mm-hmm. laws, you know, because she wasn't so, even a pagan, you know, she was a Christian. So mm. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, was it uh, Helen Duncan? Oh, that's it. Helen Duncan. I don't know why I was thinking Mary. That was starting to sound really familiar. Um, our friends over at Generally Spooky during one of their um, – now Generally Spooky History, one of their mini in-between seasons, they did – I think between season one and two, they did a witchcraft set. And they have a whole episode on Helen Duncan. Oh, I'll have to look yeah, that up. So she w- she died December 6th of 1956 in Edinburgh. Hmm. Did she die because of imprisonment? Uh, well, I don't even think she was in prison until the end of the war. She was, she was the one famous for producing ectoplasm made from cheesecloth. Yeah, there was a few of those, but yeah, I mean, not just whether or not she was a genuine medium or somebody that Mm -hmm. had connections to information that people weren't really supposed to have connections to. Of course, Mm -hmm. is always going to be up for debate, but you know. I mean, I, I'm kind of like picturing Cindy Kayser or Amy Allen, like going into a residence, like to do a reading and all of a sudden, like pulling ectoplasm out of their mouth. And it just like, <laughs> yeah. see, like how could that not have been re- like ridiculous on all levels? But, right, okay. right, right, right. <laughs> I know. And that's why we drink did an episode where M talked about. I mean, they have 300 episodes, 350 episodes. So I don't know which one it was. They were talking about how. This one medium was pulling ectoplasm out of her hoo-ha. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, I mean, they do really, really good research. And I mm-hmm. can't remember the episode, but, yeah, they were talking about it. And um, I'm like, that. Spiritualism is just so funny, like, the things people would do. And, of course, it started with the Fox sisters in Hydesville, New York. Oh, yeah. And I think oh, what's yeah. interesting is that later in life, one of the Fox sisters admitted that like they were supposedly just like cracking their toe joints and stuff, which they wouldn't have been <laughs> the only people to supposedly do that. But then there's testimony of like the wrapping going on in their house when they weren't even there. So you're mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, okay, so that only covers like 70% of it. What, what was going on the rest of the time, mm-hmm. you know, cause, and, and plus like how, how does somebody crack their toe joints or any joint for that matter loud enough for the people in the back of a giant mm-hmm. auditorium to hear it? My sister's yeah. ankles crack like she can just sit there and move her foot like this and you will hear like I can always tell when she's walking up behind me or anything like that. I could tell her run and it's yeah, you can I hear this quite I don't think it's loud enough that people in, like in a 500,000 seat auditorium could hear me yeah, on a no. microphone. So, you know, and then she retracted her confession or initial initial retraction of her ability. She retracted that. And so, 
you know, but it was kind of like once the ball got out of the court, it mm-hmm. just kept going. And spiritualism mm-hmm. yeah. is an interesting history in and of itself. But yeah. it is, it really is. Yeah, and I think M has done a total episode on that too. It might have been tied in with the witchcraft, but they've got some really good episodes that I love listening to. Mm-hmm. But so, Alicia, you had mentioned um, that you kind of started, you know, when you were ten or eleven, kind of exploring Wicca. How did that kind of come about, and how did you progress into the different avenues of of Wicca and well, you know crystals and tarot? <laughs> when when all my friends like had pictures of David Cassidy and those kind of people like <laughs> up on their walls. I listened to Led Zeppelin and yeah. uh, Rush and, but Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. uh, they would, I read an inter- an older interview and they just, you know, talking about like they sold their soul and Jimmy Page lives, lives in Aleister Crowley's house. And I just remember it was like Aleister Crowley, this Aleister Crowley, that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who's Aleister Crowley? I'm like nine years old. I'm going to the library. Like, who's Alistair Crowley? Oh, my God. Point me in the right direction of the book. <laughs> oh, my God. The librarian is like, no. <laughs> the ladies at the library there kind of came to expect weird things from this little girl because I'd already been reading about ghosts and stuff for like years. So it was like, but yeah, I started learning about who Alistair Crowley was and it just happened. Like, I think I told Megan this, that... All the when it was still the Dewey Decimal System, I don't know with nonfiction if it's still that way, but um, all the books on the occult and spirituality and that kind of stuff, they're all like one one thirty one point nine, one thirty one to one thirty two in there. And I just kind of grabbed this book by Starhawk off the shelf, and while I was looking for more stuff about like what what is Kabbalah. Am I even pronouncing mm-hmm. that right? Not being Jewish, you know, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm, being like mm-hmm. super young. And I just pulled the book off the shelf and and I started reading and it was like something in me just clicked. But I think one thing that's really interesting, too, is like I've known a lot. Yeah, I'm old. So I've known a lot of pagans and witches and Wiccans through the years. And people have always been really surprised to find out that that's what I practice. And I think the thing is, is that I don't go put it out there like, hi, Unleashia, I'm a witch. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't really talk to people like that's not the first thing that comes out of my mouth. And it's not, you know, I just kind of dress like a normal hippie person. And, you know, so I think people like there's so many stereotypes and that's why it's important for people to learn what the truth is to like gain information. hundred percent. A lot of hatred and so much fear is just based on people not knowing, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think like when I was a lot younger, if I would have run around saying I'm going to be a Wiccan, you know, and then people found out what that was like, there's several people's heads that would have exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like what Megan's sure. having yeah. experiencing right now with her mm-hmm. family and friends. But they just, you know, people were used to me weirding, reading weird books. I mean, like, I even like would sit down and read the Bible through from front to back a couple times as a kid, mm-hmm. just like, what is everybody talking about? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, so now when I hear like 
so many things that Christians, like different preachers and stuff have to say. It's like, you do realize that was never in the Bible. Like <laughs> they don't. It was just they their sure interpretation. Don't. Yeah. Like, oh, like um, I was listening or watching something about that Hillsong guy and him talking about God wants you to be rich. Says who? <laughs> um, I believe in the Bible. It specifically says they don't want you to be rich. <laughs> so it's like it's amazing how they've managed to turn things around to fit what yeah. they want. Their and narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just a dangerous mm-hmm. thing. And I think that's what happens when you have a lot of Christians who don't just read the Bible, you know, right. or they only read the sections what, they're told to. and Right. And they're told and how to interpret my, them fear is too is just blindly following is what leads you to to burn all the witches and you know what leads you to enslave people of another color because the bible said cain marked abel and now there are people in the south who believe that that's where people of color came from i know and i don't believe it was like cain marked abel and made his skin black Right. You no, know, that's not so, what it says. I mean, How is that even possible? It's like the way that, like, <laughs> you know, they'll take <laughs> mm-hmm. a small thing, you know, in the part of the Bible where it talks about thou not shall not suffer a witch to live. First of all, it's a mistranslation. Second of all, it's in the same set of rules where you're not supposed to be eating shellfish and pork. Yep. So yep. if if you're going to sit there and peel some shrimp and then eat a bacon cheeseburger... How are you taking this one line so literally <laughs> and ignoring everything else? You know, that's right. That's right. Yep. You're only supposed to eat animals that chew the cud and have cloven hooves, <laughs> and you're only supposed to eat animals in the ocean that have fins and 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 scales. <laughs> so there goes all of your shrimp, your mm-hmm. mussels, your you know, yeah. all of that is gone. Yeah, but I get it, it's, and that would be a sad. I life. tried reading the Bible. I made it to like numbers or deuteronomy and i'm like this is so boring mm-hmm. i couldn't i've never gotten through it it's too boring oh my god it's in the king james version like these arguments that like fundamentalists have and stuff where some of them hate each other because they believe that the king's james version is perfect and it's like can you please explain to me how that could possibly be when it's named the king james version because james was the one who had it translated Mm-hmm. And how many thousands of years after Jesus exactly. was, was King James around? And how many times know him? <laughs> was the text translated before they even got a hold of the copy right. that oh, was yeah. translated? And how many times was it just story told down by story told down by right. story? Mm-hmm. It's a game of telephone. It written down. It is. The but, world's but oldest how, game of telephone. That's yep. how all, you know, when you look at any whether you mm-hmm. want to call it uh, religion or culture or anything that's it was all mm-hmm. spoken word before yeah, it was ever right. written down before it was ever fully uh, taken care of because at different points it could have been like we thought it was lost but oh look we found it it's right here mm-hmm. we have it yeah right and uh, you know there's just there's there's just so much out there for people to explore and get a better understanding mm-hmm. of what's out there and a better appreciation for everyone else. Everything. I mean, yeah. it, we're not saying go and stand in somebody else's shoes every day all the time, but take a take a break from your own perspective and, and mm-hmm. to look outside of that perspective. Yeah. So many people are afraid to do that. 
They are. I know like, the people when, in my and, family that are still very staunch Christians are, yes. they don't want to hear anything else Mm-mm. because their faith is actually so weak that any little thing is going to tip them over. And so they're like, la, 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 don't talk to me. I don't want to hear about it. Well, Megan, you said something earlier when we were talking about like, well, what's considered normal. And it's, you know, all these things that were put to the norm because of, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, it was the threat that you had to convert to something or, yes. you know, you look at the Crusades, you look at all of those things. I mean, it, it was all throughout history, whichever culture had the stronger army, had the stronger things mm-hmm. going on. They're the ones who overtook. They won. And they won. I, and that's how it, you I see mean, it in America nowadays with the constant, this is a Christian mm-hmm. country. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that the founding fathers, if they wanted to say this was a Christian country, they would have made that a little more explicit. You know? Wouldn't they then have just stayed in England? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole reason they left was freedom yeah. of religion. Like, hi, hello. But it was How are freedom we doing? of religion that was still along the Christian lines, Megan. <laughs> but they didn't say that. <laughs> they didn't think there was anything else. They didn't know there was well, anything. And mm-hmm. that's why, yeah. like, you look at the early Masonic symbols, which, of course, George Washington and pretty much everybody that started this country was a Mason right. of some kind. And right. yep. when you look at a lot of the early initial like symbols, the way the streets of Washington, D.C. are laid out um, and Masonic like symbols and interpretation, it's like so much of it is everything from Islamic to paganism to mm-hmm. it's everything. And right. I just don't think that that it's stuff would exist if what they meant when they were writing the Bill of Rights was that, you know, so you're allowed to practice any kind of Christianity you want, but only that. In fact, if you're right. Catholic, we don't want you either. You know, <laughs> exactly. Because that's what they were fleeing from. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I remember hearing this recently and I thought that this was really interesting and pertinent to our conversation. But when In God We Trust was added to the <laughs> currency, the United States currency was not in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I thought it was Civil until War. the 1900s. Well, Civil War is in God We Trust uh, was first added to U.S. Okay. coins at the beginning of the Civil War, but then it wasn't added to paper money until the 1950s. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. And this is from a wow. Time article. Yeah, because One Nation Under God in the Pledge of Allegiance, like that wasn't added Correct. until the mid-20th mm-hmm. century, so... Um, yeah. Correct. That tracks. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Alicia, you had mentioned or in your bio, you talked about how you were, you know, b- you know, you you work with crystals. And can you kind of explain what that means, what that entails, how you use those crystals and, and how that kind of applies to life? I think that uh, first I'll start by saying that throughout my life, I've had like this split personality of scientist and artist you know and i love it and it, that even reflects like all the way to my college education where half of it's in a hard science and half of it's art <laughs> and art that. something artistic and and so sometimes it's hard for me because even when i know something is true i can kind of be like i just don't know you know there's no scientific mm-hmm. basis for this and I guess just what happened was like, I always thought crystals are really pretty. <laughs> and I love having are. them in jewelry. <laughs> but um, 
not long. It was pretty soon after I started working at Crystal Magic, which was the store that called the Dead Files in initially in Flagstaff. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have to mm -hmm. talk about that. For yeah, sure. I went mm -hmm. over and yes, I picked sure up do. this piece of selenite and I almost dropped it because I could literally feel the vibrations coming up my arms. And I was like, oh, my God, wow. this isn't all BS. <laughs> you wow. know, like, you can That's like amazing. feel it like if it's the right mm -hmm. stone and um, has the right vibration to you. And a lot of that can sound really like foo-foo and stuff. But I think I just use crystals more as a fact that, well, I like them in jewelry. So that just gives me another mm -hmm. excuse. And just to help with other magic or, you know, just an extra mm -hmm. layer of protection. Because I think sure. all magic can kind of be viewed not is necessarily taming and using some external force, but mm -hmm. all ritual is in a way really just kind of honing the mind and focusing on that one aspect and being sure. able to tune yeah. out the rest for a purpose, you know, and that mm -hmm. kind of really applies to every religion. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you think about like, oh, I put, you know, this jet, and this tourmaline in my window for protection, it's just another idea in the back of your mind that like, well, this is protected, you know? Sure, sure. Um, and the same thing with herbs and stuff, you know, I think you'll find a lot of people talking about like the initial life force or that, you know, crystals are different because they have different vibrational energy. <laughs> I don't know how much I necessarily believe that, but you know, I think they represent the earth mm -hmm. to a huge degree and the history of our earth. And that's important. And, you know, herbs, they're plants, they have a life force. So right. I always tell people it's probably kind of easier to start if you're interested in stuff like that, looking into herbalism, mm -hmm. because as a step in it's a little bit easier to understand because you know some of it works medicinally. Mm -hmm. You know, you you know that functions and it has an effect on the human body or the human mind. And so that can be the an easier way to go to start with. I think with crystals, you have to really kind of find that one crystal and you're only going to be able to do it by touching them, which sounds like really invasive, like you're going in and touching the oranges. <laughs> But it's true. At least you're not licking the halite like the students I used to teach did. It's salty. <laughs> halite is salty. <laughs> but I just, I think that, you know, there's like the all these different theories, like, like carrying vibration from the earth. You know, the idea that quartz contains electrical signals, which, I mean, when you think about the stone tape theory, that's kind of where they're coming mm -hmm. from with that. And so basically trying to say that every type of crystal is going to contain like some type of energy like that. I don't know how much I believe all of that, mm -hmm. but I do believe that when you have a physical representation, a sympathetic, sympathetic magic um, of what you want on spiritually, your desire spiritually, like I want to protect my window from bad energy coming into my house, you know? So I'm going to put this piece of jet in the window. 
it's a physical representation that allows you to focus more on that. Okay. okay. And you could just, there's so many different ways to do that. You know, different covens do things differently. I've never really liked, I've never been a joiner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you joined our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think I've ever been really comfortable around covens. You know, I mean, I definitely like, I remember the first people I came across, I grew up outside Columbus in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And the first kind of people I came across, like, you know, they were hardcore gardenarian witches, which means like you practice sky clad in other words, nude, you know? And I was like, well, okay, no, (laughs) that's a no for me. Yeah. I don't really know if I'm going to take my shoes off when I'm outside. So that's not going to happen. I would do that. And then they'd be like, "Um, we're going to need you to not come back. Actually, We're we're drawing the line. We've just changed our whole idea. And the thing is, is that as you start to learn like the history of Wicca, you learn that long before like uh, Gerald Gardner got into quote witchcraft like he tells this entire elaborate story where he was like blindfolded and taken to somebody's house and oh my god there's still witches in England and like he was initiated into their you know their coven and I I don't think anybody full full on believes like a lot of the Mm -hmm. crap he said was true and like I think I mentioned it to Megan, but um, there's this English scholar, Ronald Hutton, and he's wrote a ton of books, you know, about uh, female goddess stuff that all through history and Wiccans and witchcraft and paganism. He's he's a professor in medieval paganism. Now, if I had known I could have done that, yeah, I would have been much <laughs> happier. But um it's funny because I think he's kind of a fan of Gerald Gardner's. He seems that way in the documentary he did, but even he's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. You know, you'll see people that are hard, so hard. This one guy he goes to meet has one of Gerald Gardner's original books of shadows, one of his original grimoires that Mm -hmm. he wrote in and that he started Wicca with. Mm -hmm. And it's actually kept in a safe deposit back bank box in this like super secure bank because it's worth over a million dollars. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. We recently tried Wantable and I love everything about them. They sent me a box full of stuff and I think I kept three of the items and returned the rest. However, I noticed after I had sealed the bag and scheduled a pickup that I had forgotten to return an item and was so worried that I would be charged for it. I reached out to Wantable and immediately they sent me a different return label to package up the item that I had forgotten to send. Not only is their stuff top tier, high quality, adorably cute garments, but their customer service is top notch. I 100% will continue using them. I've already purchased and received my second box, and I look forward to many boxes from them. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash wantable. Free shipping and returns. 
Montable edits your style. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Wow. But you think about it, it is the only, it doesn't matter if you're talking about the Brits or a good part of Europe or North America, it's really kind of the only religion started by a white person, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting. So, I mean, you know, it's the only thing that it's, you know, that's why they kind of, view wicca they'll say it say it's like the only religion that ever began in britain you mm-hmm. know that it's wholly mm-hmm. british mm-hmm. and and um, yeah it kind of is yeah you know and though he and though people want to have this tie to like this ancestral paganism and so forth we don't <laughs> no archaeologist is ever going to know what you know without time travel and a really good ability at like you know, far off languages, you know, what anybody was doing when they built Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. It's always right. going to be a guess. And it's like that with all the ceremonies, whether, you know, you look at the big white horse in the ground on the hill that I just flaked over remembering the name or Stonehenge or, you know, there's stone circles everywhere mm-hmm. through France, Germany, Scotland, et cetera. UK. We're just never going to know what really was going on. But I think people want something that ties in with their history and ties mm-hmm. in with their ancestry. And I guess a lot of them felt that Wicca and paganism kind of offers that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the one misleading direction that a lot of people go down, sure. you know, is this idea that, you know, whereas if we were really in touch with what our ancestors were doing when they were Celtic, we'd be sacrificing people. Right. I mean, lots so, of religions sacrificed I mean, a I lot of people. I don't know how in touch maybe we should be and just be happy that we're neo-pagans and we don't need to take care of any of that stuff that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, you know, Gerald Gardner's an interesting case study in himself. When you look through his original Book of Shadows, um, you see a lot that's actually pulled from Aleister Crowley and Aleister actually wanted um, for Gardner to inherit Crowley's path in Thelema and was, I don't, was not overly happy when Gardner went off in this other like female based religion, you know, because 
Crowley's kind of misogynistic, to say the least. And we all know he's a heroin addict. So. Right. Um, but he did make the most beautiful set of tarot cards. And that was oh, how okay. I got into tarot, actually, okay. is um, they had they were painted by the Thoth deck, which is Crowley's deck. They were painted by Lady Frida Harris. And they had some of the original prints in the British Museum when I was there with my dad and in the Tower of London. So I'd seen these prints and I was, they're just the coolest pictures. And just not even thinking twice about it, you know, like just picked up the deck of cards for sale in the gift shop. And that was, that was my first tarot deck and I still have mm -hmm. it. I take overly good care of my things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I don't know, you know, Crowley's always going to be a touchy subject with people. Mm -hmm. He was just, mm -hmm. you know, I think a good part of his life. Um, I was listening to, to Occult Confessions once, and I think, like, Rob, the professor who's, like, the leader of their groups, however you want to put that, he put it best when it's, like, you know, just talking about how so many, like, occultists are, like, just huge showmen, mm -hmm. basically big extro extroverts, because they're trying to make money, right. you know, in some way. Right. You know, Crowley's trying to make a living doing this stuff, so, and... uh so he's basically, you know, just putting himself out there and saying, hey, you know, come follow me. And then I don't ever have to work a real job. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, there's just it's so funny, like how many things tie together, because, of course, um, Jack Parsons was a follower of Crowley and ended up in the. OTO, it's Ordo Tempi, Templi, I can't, Ordianus, I don't know how you pronounce <laughs> it, um, lodge that was actually by then one of the only working lodges, and it was all under Aleister Crowley, so, you know, he's sending money to Aleister Crowley, and then ding, 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 at his doorbell one day, L. Ron <laughs> Hubbard shows oh, up. Oh, boy. Oh, mm. boy. Mm. And L. Ron Hubbard you know, he liked to put down like how he was friends with Aleister Crowley. And yet we actually have the physical correspondence of Jack Parsons and a couple of the other people that were in that lodge with Crowley. And from the very beginning, when they mention Elrond and like sing his praises, ugh, <laughs> um, Aleister hated him. Mm. He'd never even spoken to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, next thing you know, it, and it's so L. Ron Hubbard, isn't it, to lie about that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> what? Yeah. He lied about stuff? <laughs> I know, exactly <laughs> right. Well, there goes or to my try belief. to make, like, to take this little tiny connection and make it into something that's right. really big and not. So it, I think it's odd, like, when you really start, like, looking into a cult, like, the various philosophies and idea, how many, like, crosses like how many things are like crossed mm -hmm. and merged with each other you know it's it okay you know way back when when people were illiterate the most people were illiterate it was actually the priests who practiced magic and you know before any catholic person wants to go lose their mind there's actually proof of this scar carved into walls of british churches okay mm -hmm that were Catholic churches. And it would make sense because the only dudes out there reading Latin are the priests. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yep. You know, I don't know why you'd make such a big proof trying to fight that. It was just fact. Right. And, um, but that was called and, prayers. Like not how spells. They really like <laughs> through a large period of time. Semantics. They practiced ceremonial magic and they, they kind of believed it was up there. They're like intellectuals. And you're talking about people like John D, who was Elizabeth the first, like astrologer and these kind of people. And then you had like the cunning women that were the village wise women or the village like midwives Mm -hmm. and they heal herbs and so forth. And I've never seen it really addressed in history, but I really think that's where like the idea of a high magic and a low magic had to come from and really like herbalism and you know, sympathetic magic like that, like you do with Wicca or witchcraft for the most part, is, quote, low magic, you know. They still, it, because it was it's a, not it was a poor used way as of much doing as it, it was when I first began to learn about it. But, you know, people that are ceremonial magicians and stuff will still t- sometimes refer to it as high magic. Okay. And it it is... If you ever like try to read the stuff, it's like just have some migraine medication right there. <laughs> because I don't know if these dudes all around the board were intentionally obstinate with their information just Probably. being bizarre and not making sense, which you know, Elron Hubbard could have learned that from them. Or if they really were living on like mentally on some plane that <sighs> Probably. Or a combination of everything. It was just way out there because it is like, it's like if you're a lay person and you pick up like a graduate level test textbook on theoretical physics, Mm. you know, I mean, that's what you feel like when you start reading this stuff. Like, uh, and I actually understand theoretical physics and a lot of it is just so complicated and you know, but when you look at like how it kind of got passed down through time because of the illiteracy of the general populace and the only people really being literate being, you know, royalty and nobility and wealthy people and priests, I kind of, I think you can kind of see how that like begins to, Mm -hmm. they just always want to seem smarter than everyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. What else would make you seem smarter but then to write stuff that nobody understands? Uh, yeah. So. And if you keep – if you're smarter than the other people, you can tell them what – make them believe what you want them to believe. Yeah, exactly. Megan, if you read those books I mentioned, you'll you'll start to see some of that play out too. Which books? Uh, it's just a historical fiction series by Bernard Cornwell, The Last Kingdom. Oh, which, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love all fantastic, his books. Fantastic books. Yes, they are. I haven't read any of the Sharps books yet. My dad read all of them and loved them. And so I, I and think he just the read rest the, of the books are ones. really good. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I did like the Last Kingdom books, you know, everybody all angry because like the pagan, you know, you have the pagan protecting you. That can't be good. Uh-huh. You're going to make God so angry. Which is why he never got what he deserved. But yeah. 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 But there's. Well, he there's, kind of did at the end. Yeah. There's just some really good stuff that we don't hear about in mm-hmm. the way we're all raised. Right. 
Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You mm-hmm. have to go look for it yourself, I think, for most people. One and of the I things think- I loved about that was the um, when you talk about like the the magic with within priests and some of the stuff that they did, because he does talk about similar stuff in those books, mm-hmm. but also like if mm-hmm. we have so-and-so's body, if we have the bone of so-and-so or the feather of the dove that was at the burial site when Jesus walked out or uh, all of these tokens, that was what they would see as gods on our side to win the battle. Whereas on the you know Vikings or Norsemen side, it was, here's the omens that we see that Thor and Odin are on our side to win the battle. Right. I feel yeah. it's the same thing. It's just coming from a quote unquote. Well, it's the same source. way that, you know, it, in the New Testament, when a Christian does it or when it has to do with Christianity, it's a miracle. But let's be honest, it's magic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's sympathetic mm-hmm. magic. I mean, when you have anything that's representing something else, that's sympathetic magic. And yeah. It, I, think, I think it's easier for people like, I do know that Wicca is the fastest growing religion in Britain. Hmm. And really, really um, interesting. I think that kind of makes sense in a way, because if you're actually living or spending a lot of time, I went to the university in North Wales for a while to study Arthurian literature and history. Hmm. And cool. Oh my goodness. I think when you're there, or especially if you grow up there, you're kind of going to, more quickly than you would someplace like the United States or Canada, you're going to cross between like, if you want to learn about your ancestors there and you're going to Newgrange, you're going to Stonehenge, or you're going to, you know, one of these many, many places, uh, prehistoric places where, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it has to do with like the sun rising and setting on this solstice or on this day. And that, being thought of as a holiday, you're very quickly going to cross paths with neo-paganism long before you mm-hmm. would learning about that stuff when right. you're in America, because you're not, we don't have any of that stuff here. And to be honest, I agree with the Native Americans when they feel like white people adopting their religions is cultural appropriation. <laughs> Because, you know, they killed us and wouldn't let us have yeah. our religion for so long. And now you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now exactly. they want it. Yeah. So I totally understand that. But so I can see why it would be growing faster there than than other places, just because you mm-hmm. so quickly run into that intersection of the mm-hmm. belief and mm-hmm. the physical representations of that belief. You know, that's where the bodies are and literally. In the bogs, so that they can tell we're sacrificed, and mm-hmm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I know that it's it's growing fairly quickly at a pretty good clip in America too, and in North America, you know sure. that um the amount of lobbying and so forth that had to be done to you know say if you were a, a soldier that. Uh, died in a conflict, um, they wouldn't put a pinnacle on the people's tombstones for a long time. And Selena Fox with um, a couple of guys that were Wiccans, widows, Wiccan widows. (laughs) (laughs) 
alliteration. Okay. Um, nice alliteration. But, yeah, they were able to change that <laughs> so that Wicket is a recognized religion in the armed services, and I think in the prisons too. Oh, nice. Which I don't know about that, but okay. But um, but I think already in England they already had like the the pagan policeman association working with the Met and. You know, they're definitely ahead of oh. us, which would make sense because, you know, Gardner was spouting out his stuff with, mm-hmm. you know, Doreen Valente and all these other people that I can't think of off the top of my head. Really, Wiccan isn't, didn't become a thing here until the 60s, you know, when lots of other cool things happened mm-hmm. too. So, and lots of crappy things. <laughs> So it, it yeah. would make sense that they're yeah. ahead of us. But people were opening their minds a little bit more back then. Whether naturally or with, you know, help from yeah. <laughs> substances. Some their medicinal minds, yeah, Their things. minds were opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was easier to commune with the spirits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so you had mentioned that, um, you know, when in you were in Flagstaff, you... Uh, you know, worked in, mm. did you say you worked in the I shop? I did. I worked in Crystal Magic for a few years. Can you tell us about some of the experiences that you had in that shop? We well, heard and... some of my ones about the dorms. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Yep. Two episodes ago, we talked about yeah, that. Which are, I did, I guess I didn't realize it was, I, I knew that they had a reputation of being haunted, but until I saw the articles in the alumni magazine, I was like, I mean, they, this could be like them repeating our stories. That's so weird that like the same things right, have been yeah. happening for so long. A bunch, you know, it's a bunch of people that don't know each other. You know, I don't know anybody that moved mm-hmm. into the dorms three years after I was gone. So, um, right. Right. Yeah. Flagstaff's an interesting place. I'll have to admit, I haven't been there for like a decade and I don't remember all the negativity that was like going on spiritually. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I would hear people like, you know, talk about the shop being haunted and, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, there were a couple of girls I worked with that were pretty sensitive and they still didn't really have any negative experiences. So that's why I was really surprised that they called in the dead files you know, that was really surprising to me because, I don't know, maybe like with all the crystals and stuff stored in the basement, mm. they haven't been cleansing them enough in a while. I don't know. Because we never had that big a problem. But I will tell you one thing that happened to me that was so bizarre and slightly annoying and possibly dangerous. Um, <laughs> I was actually like okay. the stairs, Good the stairs from the basement, <laughs> like the basement in Crystal Magic, like... You want to feel like you're going through time travel. The floor is like gravel and dirt. The walls are stone, mm-hmm. like old school. Nobody's mm-hmm. fixed up this basement since the building was built, like the 11, 18, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so the stairs are just like these rudimentary, like, you know, it, it's almost like two by fours, you know, just kind of nailed together wood going up. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have openings around them. And somebody called to ask me a question. So I stopped while I was on the stairs. And like, mm-hmm. I can't remember if I had to turn around or somebody was standing up in front of me. 
um, asking me the question. But for whatever reason, I just I, all I really remember is I had to stop on the stairs. And it was the last time I ever did because I had on a pair of tree torn tennis shoes. I remember those. And <laughs> I went to take a step up and somebody had tied my shoelaces together. <gasps> <gasps> And there was nobody that could have done it. I didn't feel anything. And I seriously don't even know if a person could have accomplished that that fast. Right. Not to mention that there's no way anybody's sneaking around in the gravel floor of that basement. Question. You You said it was on the stairs. Did the stairs have the slats that you could? Yeah, that's what it is. There was nothing but like that wood. So, you know, yeah, somebody could have reached through like really easy. Well, someone did reach through. You just Uh, didn't see them. Yeah, we just don't know if it was. But yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like those possibly dangerous, but then, you know, there is supposed to be Mm -hmm. a little girl that's around there. And Mm -hmm. so, but, you know, when, when she was kind of going through everything going on in the store and all this negative stuff, I was really surprised Hmm. because, you know, it was in general, all right, this doesn't really apply to like management or anything, but it was a positive place to work as far as like, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess sure. if you stop cleansing the crystals and stuff, you could easily have a problem. Um, you know, I, I really doubt there was any way of hiding what the store, the store being a metaphysical shop either. Like from, I, I can't imagine like you would have mm-hmm. had to have like paint, spray painted the whole place black. Matt would have for Amy not to see all the stuff that's in there. To to go along with that, Leisha, do you, like in your own experiences with anything else, do you often have, like my experiences that I've had with something else have always been positive, except for one that I remember that I felt really creeped out by. But could it be potentially, I'm just curious if other, like if people experience things a little bit differently like we all experience our own paths of life differently i have to say that like one of the best examples i have is this one girl that i was friends with there was very sensitive Mm -hmm. and i my favorite city in arizona is jerome okay but obviously old west mining town lots of people died there were Mm -hmm. prostitutes you know that kind of thing but you know i've always kind of been able to put the negative of it aside Mm -hmm. to and like, I just, it makes me happy, mm-hmm. but she, she worked with me at crystal magic and she wasn't able to go to Jerome because all she felt was negative, negative. Mm-hmm. And she didn't yeah, have negative sure. experiences at crystal magic. There were times she felt a little bit creeped wow. out, mm-hmm. but I mean, she would work down in the basement by herself with no issues. Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. that's why I do take it pretty seriously that it seems to have changed to something more negative. Mm-hmm. And that seems to yeah. go with a lot of Flagstaff. Flagstaff has a really weird energy because it's a place where a lot of transients go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, you meet very few people that are actually from Flagstaff, living in Flagstaff. And in the summer, I think every homeless person in the desert comes up there to stay. So it's always had like this weird energy mm-hmm. that I always felt like downtown Prescott has like this awesome energy. And and I think Prescott actually might be a lot more, has more haunted places than Flagstaff. 
which like when you know it's history, it's not really that Mm -hmm. surprising. But Prescott itself, like the city, it just doesn't have that strange vibe that the city of Flagstaff does. And I've always said that I've heard that if you reverse them and you have the city that is Prescott where Flagstaff is in those mountains and stuff, the place would be perfect, you know, Mm. because I was there because I love the mountains and the trees and the forest. And I hated the desert. So I made it like one semester at Arizona State and it hit like 104 and it's like, I'm out. (laughs) Hey, that sounds like later this week, guys. No. Gals. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like that tomorrow. It's horrible. And so it's a weird energy, but so, I mean, you would hear about like a negative experience here or there in Flagstaff, but I mean, not. To the degree that Amy and them were coming across mm. it and like people sure. that were the witnesses, you know, I, I mean, I know one of the houses mm-hmm. I lived in in Flagstaff was haunted. Um, it was more the ground than the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've always kind of had like this no nonsense attitude where it's like, if you're yep. going to like annoy me, I'm going to make you leave. <laughs> So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I never really had a lot of problems. Um, I think the scariest thing that ever happened to me was in Ohio, actually. So Mm. this girl I grew up with, her stepmother, um, her family owned this huge, like, maple farm that had a cornfield and obviously maple, lots of trees. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had told Ruth Ann and I about, Mm -hmm. like, she was out playing with her brothers and sisters and cousins or something. They saw something kind of white flitting through the trees and something grabbed her arm. And she literally has like scars (gasps) that are like four fingers and a thumb, like where you could see it went into her arm deep. Hmm. And so, yeah. So Ruth Ann and I go there to visit her parents with her and like, really funky like um something made me wake up at night like and we were in this like upstairs this old farmhouse and I looked out the window and like you know you could just kind of see like this movement of things in the cornfield and Mm -hmm. yeah it was a creepy creepy place but you know there was so much like scary yeah you know Native American history Mm -hmm. in that area that they Mm -hmm. were at and negative things that happen that way you know i mean you have to love it like actually dead files it's the first place i've ever heard anybody really mentioned um that columbus ohio's uh kind of nefarious history when they did the one that was like the judge tavern or whatever Mm. it was Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure how I don't remember if they went very deep into it, but when they were initially building um, the first courthouse in Columbus, Ohio, and the first state capitol, and that's the same material that this bar and stuff, that um, row of bars and stuff that they, oh, yeah. I remember that episode. That they oh, made. Yes. It's like, yep. instead, they would just come across, there were all these Native American burial mounds, and they just flatten them yep. all out, yep. grind the bones that. up in them. Yep. 
and use them oh to make the bricks. God. And then you wonder why, like, I hate it. And then mm-hmm. they wonder why I mean, there's spirits. How many, yeah. how many yeah. of the mummies from Egypt and other areas Ugh, were yeah. ground and used as some form of medicinal yeah, purposes for? A, yeah, I, it, it's horrifying. It's just so disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, like how in 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 what world do people could somebody ever think I, it's I, okay to take somebody's remains and just destroy them? Would you, you want think that? About, done? And you think about the sheer history lost, American history lost mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. that right. type of attitude, mm-hmm. and that just right. puts an even sick. more depressing aspect on it. But yeah, yeah I, I think that yeah. I. I'd be a pretty negative haunting, you know, if, yeah. if that was me. Yeah. So, For right. sure. And I don't, I don't think them. I'd be a nice one no. anyway, because I love to see people scared. It makes me laugh. So I always hope that I get to be a ghost. <laughs> Please don't do that to me because I don't like to be scared. You don't want to sit in the, the dark? <laughs> it's like we all make fun of ghost adventures, but it's like, I think the first five or eight years that Ghost Adventures was on, it was kind of entertaining to watch because they would get so scared, and I found that so funny. They also did a lot more history, I felt like. Everything wasn't a demon. I don't think there's even this many demons in hell. And and I think most people, you know, my issue is just how they treat the spirits Mm -hmm. and just how disrespectful they are to them like that's the main issue i have with the show yeah be as you know you know flamboyant and whatever as you want but don't like attack the spirits that way that's not okay yeah and i think that kind of ticks me off about now nowadays and for a while they've used like the whole like it's a demon or negative spirit as a justification always for that kind of for being a dick to them yeah if everything's a demon, then nothing's a demon. <laughs> like, you can't, what is every demon in the world just following you around? It's like people when they say, like, they, they were out. possessed by the devil. And I'm like, really? There's like 7 billion people on earth. And we really think Satan would have nothing better to do but to possess that little girl down the street. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually have to pop off. So, um, Leisha, it was so, so nice talking to you. And again, um, I just really want to thank you for taking the time to educate me about Wicca because it's it's something that is really interesting to me. And to get the knowledge from someone who's practicing, I think, is, mm-hmm. is very um, oh, worthwhile. Welcome. And Yeah, if you have questions, don't hesitate to ask. You know, you want a good idea for, like, Mm -hmm. a book. You gave me a lot of good ones. There was one, I think, Ellen or Evan. Ellen. Ellen. Yeah, I'm looking into her and trying to find some by her. Her fiction. Yes, that's – I was looking up her name, and I'm like, these are all fiction. Like, she wrote a nonfiction – Five series. She wrote the nonfiction books, which were published by Llewellyn in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. a Minnesota company. Um, she wrote those and Mm -hmm. then she started writing the fiction and I hadn't read any of the fiction. Mm -hmm. And then I had like Kindle unlimited and I started reading and I'm like, these are so entertaining and fun. Oh, they're good. They're fun. They're not, 
I might. They're just an easy read. And I think that's one thing I really okay. like about her books, too, is it's like she relays information to you, but she keeps stuff pretty light and it's easy mm-hmm. to read and it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some stuff that's, you read yeah, it, it just good. gets so like into cool. you just like bogged you don't down need to and... be there yet. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I think you just want a better idea of like what's going on, you know, and mm-hmm. like, you know, she the the little spells and stuff that she gives in her books are they're good, too, because they're not really something that and you could have a negative response from. You know, so if you wanted to try, you know, getting a better parking space, you know, I, I can't I can't think of remember mm-hmm. everything else yeah. top of my head. But, yeah. you know, just a lot of things that are simpler. Um, she has a book that's practical protection magic too, a book about cats and cat magic. And yeah. And Yay. then if you like to garden, that's a book or, I need. You know, she has garden witchery, natural witchery, cottage witchery. Mm-hmm. I think she renamed the one book I have that's like the different days of the week. So it's kind of like you're learning this stuff, you know, like the only thing I know about astrology really is like what days of the week correspond in with what magic, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like I think people always assume like you're going to be like really in depth in astrology and it's like, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) Well, there's so many things out there. You can't be an expert on everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jack of all trades, master of none. There you go. That's me. I felt like I had enough charts and stuff in high school and college that I think astrology never completely interested Mm -hmm. me that way. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting when somebody else gives you the information Mm -hmm. and then you can look it up. But (laughs) yeah. 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 All right. Well, we probably should wrap up, but oh, sorry. Um, this was um, this was a lot of fun, and yes. we, I know we have other things that we would love to talk to you about. So we'll just have to have you on again. Yeah, and you know what? I'll have to watch that Flagstaff episode again. It was good, and maybe yeah. make notes or something to kind of like. I've been to every single place they've been to, and I remember there was a couple that I was really shocked they were even there. Mm-hmm. I was. Like, I don't ever remember hearing that place was haunted. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, I always, I always, you know, I'm jaded. So I always think that if, if it's a business that they just wanted. Yeah. They want more business. business. Yeah. Yeah. Might be true. Might not be. I don't know. But. Yeah, I think there's discussions we could have about like the owner of Crystal Magic. And it's funny because his daughter being the manager now, I remember she was right, a little girl go. when I worked there. Okay. So that was really weird too. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my okay. God, all grown up. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. But there was, oh, oh, and I wanted to know if any of you guys ever seen, there's an episode of The Dead Files. I remember that the people like, really frustrated me it's a lot of them because they were super super oh that one (laughs) yeah they they were super super (laughs) religious Mm -hmm. and i just remember that basically it came around like you know well why would our daughter be thinking that it's a demon and this and that it's like because that's all she hears about from you people that's what you've taught her yeah yes 
And uh, I can't remember. I remember there being at least one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Where I was like, well, of course she's possessed by the devil. That's what you've taught her. Yeah. It's going to happen. But they were really, they really seemed to think that like, I don't know how you think you could have your kids sit through like, I don't know if they're Southern Baptist or something, but basically I think they were also the kind of religion where they didn't really believe in ghosts. They believe it. It's all demonic. Oh. And now I need to find that yeah, episode. I don't, I don't remember which one's so bizarre. But, and it's just like yeah. so frustrating. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I can't. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks, Leisha. It was so nice thank to meet you. you. It's t- fun talking to you, ladies. It's fun <laughs> listening to you, too. So oh. everybody should get Patreon because thank you. you guys actually do a lot more on your Patreon than like other like i I, the only other patreon i really belong to is occult confessions and it's like i kind of view Mm. them as like pbs i know that since i can't afford it i should chip in a little bit to keep Mm -hmm. them on the air (laughs) you do what you can um because they don't accept like any type of advertising or anything Mm -hmm. i feel like they're like the pbs of occultism nice um I don't know how they'd feel about me. <laughs> they're great. Yeah. Um, they're cool. hysterical too, which is good. But they're all they're the knowledge is really awesome yeah. there. It's a good podcast to listen to, I think. But is that the one that you told but, um, me about before and I did a post? We we, we talked about them on, on our Patreon. I think yeah. so. I think and then well, that and the other podcast is uncanny. They don't have it's oh. through the BBC, like the BBC four. Yep. Yep. And un- Danny Robbins and like Uncanny and all his little offshoots yep. of Uncanny. Um, those are really good if you like ghost cool. stories and stuff like that. I did listen to a couple of really entertaining episodes. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. Those are Steve fun. from Haunted UK. He has like a friendly rivalry with Uncanny because. Every time he puts out an episode that he's been working on for three months or whatever, they put out an episode on the same thing on this like the same week. So like That's they're funny. really in oh, tune. So funny. And so he's like, God damn it, they're doing an episode on this this week too. So I'm like, well, then I guess I have to listen to it. So I did. I did listen to one or two episodes of Uncanny. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's fun. And then I just like British ghost stories. I think I know too much about American stuff, or I don't know what it is. Well, the British ones, are it's so, almost the like stories it's, are the, so much it's the motherland of, yeah. like, hauntings or yeah. something. A lot know. of shit went down there. So. <laughs> Do you listen to Generally Spooky? Yes. Yep. Aren't they Scottish, yeah, right? they're Scottish. They're awesome. Yeah, then I have. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're good. Alien they're really Kieran. fun. Yeah, like, I'll go to listen to, like, an English history podcast, and I shouldn't be, like, so, you know, I know enough that I could do an English history podcast, <laughs> but I'm American. So I shouldn't be like so against like the person being American doing the podcast. But for some reason, it's like every time when it is, I'm like, no, I thought this was English. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like, I can see that. No. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Weird. But yeah. No, I get it. Well, you guys all have a good evening. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for joining us. And we will talk to you and soon. When I figure out which episode of the Dead Files that is, I'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, send it along. So you guys can be as like, annoyed as me. Well, maybe it's <laughs> one we'll 
recap at some point. Yeah, we can we can recap it if we haven't already. And even if we Mm -hmm. have, we can recap it with with Amy because I don't think we've done any old ones. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you haven't. Cool. Yeah, let us know what it is. I remember. I think I remember all. Yeah, I remember pretty much all the episodes you guys have done. I don't even remember all the episodes we've done. And this one's always kind of sitting in the back of my mind. But, you know, the one where they're like in Virginia with the slave house and stuff like was in front of this one in my mind. If like, okay, yeah, see if you can find it. If you want it, we can uh, instead of doing, uh, you know, we have a couple more, I think, to do before Mm -hmm. the show comes back on. So we'll have we can probably do do at least one recap or something before we get back. Is it is it just a split season or are they going to come back <laughs> we have with no idea. You know, a new season? They keep changing their minds and they keep uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. They keep contradicting yep. themselves and each other. Like Cindy said, it was a brand new season. A guy who's a producer on the show said it's not a brand new season. It's going to be continuation. season 15. Yep. It's just picked up. And then, then they release it and say it's going to be a new season, brand new season starting on September. I'll go, so I'll go see if I can flip through on. my cable channels and see. Uh, oh, yeah. Because uh, I DVR it. So I'll see if it comes up as season right. 15 or 16. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to guess weird. it's going to be 16 because they want to make it sound like it lasted another year than it did. Yeah. Well, it's not like Cindy hasn't done a plethora of shows you can always talk about mm-hmm. just in case. <laughs> right. Well, there's tons of shows we can talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're doing the Minnesota Goodbye yep. here. We've said this like eight times. Okay. <laughs> we're really. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you on again soon. We'll do happy yes. hour soon. Absolutely. Okay. And it was nice meeting you guys finally. Nice meeting you, you as well. You too. Thanks for you your support. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Next week, we'll be doing more spooky stories or maybe have a guest. And nonetheless, we're gearing up for the new season of The Dead Files. And we're going to find out, is it truly a new season or is it just an extension of the previous season? Yeah. We don't know. I don't think they know. Mm-mm. I think they're playing it fast and loose, just like we are for this <laughs> hiatus section that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next time. We're not really sure what we're doing, but send us your stories. We will always be doing listener stories, mm-hmm. even if they're just offshoots that we do on Patreon or whatever. Come join us on Patreon. You can join for free. And uh, We're a hoot. We will. Yeah, we are. If you didn't already know that. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it.